0: happens that we didn't plan for what do we do
1: like one of the things that my clients always say about me they're like you're so calm you know and you're so graceful and i take it as such a huge compliment right
0: i feel like that's i feel that's like an actual i feel that's like a requirement (laughs) of like an event planner because there's always so many things going on like if you are not able to just be like then everybody else is going to feed off of the exactly i mean i feel like sorry i'm horrible because i'm like i'm doing like all the gestures and the people (laughs) listening and watching the video cannot understand what the heck is going on but like it's like okay well you have to be tranquil and then if you aren't people are feeding off of your craziness and and your toxicity and your like anger and frustration and anxiety and then it permeates the entire team which is not good for like the quality of the event I Um, agree like customer service oriented things so yeah
1: no yeah I agree
0: today we have a special guest Natasha Wright joining us with a degree in psychology certification in meeting and event management and over 10 years of marketing experience Natasha brings a unique perspective to event planning from grand production to cultural celebrations conferences and summits she has flawlessly executed over 50 events in various formats in-person, virtual, and hybrid. As the event strategist and chief experience curator of the Diamond Butterfly Agency, Natasha collaborates with businesses and organizations to create personalized and soulful events that elevate their brand awareness and leave a lasting impression. Welcome, Natasha Wright. Welcome to Eventus 365 the podcast that's all about corporate events and the magic behind the scenes. I'm your host, Yannick DaCosta, and I am excited to take you on a journey through the world of corporate events. But before we dive in, let's talk about the stress of creating marketing material for your events. We all know how tough it can be when deadlines are tight and resources are limited, but guess what? YKMD Visual Communications has got your back. Our design firm specializes in working with corporate event professionals just like you, and we're here to help take the stress out of creating stunning graphics for your event. Our team of expert designers can deliver custom brand compliant designs in just 12 hours. So whether you need branding, signage, marketing materials, or anything else, ykmd has got you covered. Okay, now that that's done, let's start the show. I don't know why I want to tell people this, but before we even started talking, we're complaining about the lack of AC and fans and having to like have your window open as a part of living in Jamaica, which I don't mind. I don't Mm -hmm. mind. My my house doesn't have air conditioning and people are confused about that. They're like, what are you doing? Why are you in Jamaica pretending to be poor? (laughs) I have a window. My
1: house in Jamaica don't have no AC.
0: or like, hot water <laughs> so, oh, okay so we only have hot water upstairs there's no hot water
1: Oh, anymore. okay so, so you
0: want hot water you have to come upstairs yeah but we got fans and we have open windows that's what's happening around yeah
1: there. that cool breeze
0: <laughs> so diving right in natasha given your background in psychology and meeting and events management, how does this unique blend of expertise impact your approach to event planning? Especially when it comes to diversity, equity and inclusion, like can you share some insights on how to create events that truly welcome and celebrate
1: everyone? Yeah, it's so interesting because I never really saw the connection until a few years ago. So I remember I was at a workshop and I was just talking about how a lot of times we go to school for one thing and then our career is like in this completely different space. And so I was like, well, you know, I have a psychology degree, but my goal was to be a psychologist, but I never went on to get the master's or the uh, PhDs. And now here I am in events, which is like completely separate. And then someone was like, oh, but it's the same thing, right? It's, you know, it's it's still people. Like, events are about people and psychology is about people. So then I was like, you know what? That, like, that makes so much sense. And, and then I was like, I need to lean into that. Yeah. I was like, lean into that a little bit more. Um, because psychology is really around, like, understanding human behavior. And, you know, events are basically the same thing. It's like you're bringing together a community of people, you know? Um, so then how can you make the space more inclusive for everyone, you know, really allow people to, you know, celebrate their uniqueness, feel comfortable, because um, I feel like that's that's really a part of being inclusive. It's like, how can you feel comfortable within the space to, you know, express yourself and be yourself and and have that um, shared experience? So, um, that, so I, I think a lot of times you have to kind of think about, well, how is that at the heart of your event planning or... Um, the goal that you want to meet because a lot of times we could just end up connecting with the same people you know or doing the same things and so you have to think about like having like diverse voices whether or not it's um from a demographic perspective but also from like a unique perspective right a difference in perspective because I feel like that makes the event richer and have like a richer conversation and uh, one of my friends she does this um this thing at all her events where she has like a separate space called like a power down space. So for people who are introverts, you could go to the power down space and, you know, just sit down. And whenever you're there, that means that nobody's going to come talk to you. So if you're an introvert, you want to kind of recharge yourself. So go and you sit in this space. So I think just thinking about different things like that, about how um, there are different personality types, learning types, Um, Or even people who are, you know, in a different community, like how can you really allow them to fully be a part of the event, Um, especially with the virtual events when you know that was coming on it was like all right, well we need to make sure that we're having closed caption for people, you know what I mean. Um, Or even if you go to an event where there might be a sign language interpreter, a lot of times like they have the sign language interpreter like. All the way on the other side <laughs> you know um so it's like how can you uh maybe do like picture and picture and like have that person like be fully immersed in it as opposed to it being like an afterthought
0: so there's a lot of things that you said that was like oh so why did i sound like a monkey a while ago anyway <laughs> um, talk about trying to be triggering on accident um okay. so i met this lady her name's fagal she, um, is the founder of this thing called the School of Experience Design where they talk about um, the balance between like art and science and and how that impacts people in different event spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one of the things that she was saying in her presentation is that if you are looking for someone to make a decision, understand that it's 95% emotional and 5% logical. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like your your background in psychology, it puts you in a position to really understand how to impact someone's emotional response to really mm-hmm. get them a different kind of result from the event. And so in my head, that's where I thought you were gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but, but kind of went there, but like in a different way, which I, I still appreciate
1: yeah yeah because it's all about the the design of the event right you want to make sure that people feel good like at the end of the day that's what that's that's what it comes down to like do you feel good in the space
0: okay another thing right so something Mm -hmm. that she was talking about she was talking about like poor lady I've been calling her name like for the last two weeks um not just feeling good but feeling curious Mm -hmm. feeling excited Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. searching through like this entire like range of emotions but Mm -hmm. those emotions being the the ones that trigger someone's want or need to actually do a thing. So mm-hmm. I, don't know, I feel like it was really cool. But yes, of course, feeling you don't want to feel, you don't want to yeah. leave feeling bad. Right, um, exactly. But I don't know, like if it's a Halloween event, did you want to leave feeling scared? I don't
1: know. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe like i i've gone to universal where they have halloween horror night and i oh, went yeah. with the, in, with the in, no with the intention yeah. of being scared out of my mind but i wasn't so i right. left feeling like okay i didn't get what i get yeah. right i thought i was gonna be a little bit terrified and you know having yeah. nightmares for a couple of weeks but that didn't happen so, yeah you know? i got you yeah.
0: so- it depends yeah With all of that, right, effective communication is the key to success in any endeavor, right, especially in the event industry. How do you articulate your event's promise and values in a way that resonates with the potential attendees? Can you share, like, your strategies to attract the right audience and to create a buzz around your events?
1: um so a lot of the events i work on it's either business related events or um it's with organizations and so i th- i think a lot of the times what i think about well you know what does this either it's the what is the person value or what is the the value of the brand and i feel like that's really like where you need to lean into it um and then so from there it's like you have your goals well what is the goal that you have for the event right and then who are the the people that you want to be a part of the event like who is your target demographic and figuring out who that who those persons are and then you know thinking about well you have the the brand or the 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 business owner like has their specific goal but then how does that goal kind of becomes like an offshoot for the target demographic right or your attendee or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and then like you kind of weave in like whatever your value is and then that becomes your event promise, right? So kind of like how I was just talking about me going to Halloween Horror Night, like I went there to be scared. (laughs) Like I wanted to have this like immersive experience and I thought that I would be walking through these dark corners and i was gonna get like nervous or scared right so you know if i go into the event i want to know all right well why you know what am i gonna get like whether that's i'm gonna learn how to um you know learn how to create content you know within 90 days and have like some implementers like what is the event promise right um but it's really thinking about it from you know what are the things that you value so for example for me like i one of the things that i value is fun so i want to make sure that whatever I do, any type of event that I do, like it has like that component of fun within it. So even if it's something that is, you know, just maybe a generic topic that other people might be doing, think about like, how can you infuse the value into it? And then that's what you're gonna start using, you know, from the marketing perspective or from, you know, who, if you're gonna have speakers, then who are the speakers that you're gonna bring in, you know? Um, Or who are people that you're going to connect or collaborate with um, in order for you to to bring it together. Or even if you're going to use like influencers, okay, well, you know, are they they people who are connected to that particular demographic um, or audience that we want to connect with? You know, so I think, yeah, like having... Having at the forefront of it all like what is your goal, what is your target demographics goal, like what is it that they want to accomplish, and then infusing that with your value and then that becomes like your event promise.
0: Got you. Okay. So you've got over like a decade of marketing experience we already know this thing, Um, and then there's your unique role as a chief experience curator. Um, Could you share how events could be utilized as a powerful marketing tool? And how do you leverage events to boost brand awareness and create like lasting impressions?
1: Uh, So I remember, so I was in marketing and it's more so like in the um, educational space, but then where I really started to fall in love with events is when I did my first women's empowerment event. And so I just felt called to do that event. But at the time I had never done an event like that before, but I was like, all right, you know, like, like a spirit keeps telling me, do this thing, do this thing. thing." So I decided to do it. And then once I did the event, then people, once people started sharing it on social media and I would go out to like networking events and people would want to connect with me like, oh, I saw the event online, you know, like, let me know you're doing another one or, Um, One of the persons that was at the event like she was actually already doing an event and she asked me to collaborate with her on her event, and so we ended up doing that for like another four years, Um, I was also able to meet friends that you know, I, I had already been working from home with my nine to five at that point in time so. And I'm also immigrant, so it was I didn't have like childhood friends to lean on, you know what I mean? So it oh, that, was cool to, I
0: understand that struggle.
1: Yeah. So it was cool to like be out and like share oh, it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He just really pointed out something
0: to me. You know how they always talk about how Jamaicans have ten thousand and one jobs? Maybe because yeah. we don't have any friends <laughs> when we come here. And i say come here and i'm in jamaica right now but like when we're right. in this foreign country we have no friends and we're like well how else are we going to occupy our time exactly Let's some money to send back to the people that we actually love because that's how we can show our affection from a distance That's oh exactly.
1: gosh
0: never <laughs> have i ever thought about it that way
1: girl it's like how do you keep yourself busy you know yeah you could chill around and watch tv but it's also like coming from that immigrant background it's always like. You came to America, the land of opportunity. You have to make, you know, yeah, you take the good. <laughs> take yeah. the opportunities, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take the opportunities. So, um so yeah. So I. So then once I saw that, I was like, all right. Well, it. And I didn't even have a business like at the time. It was just that I thought that I need to create a business to do the event. So (laughs) I didn't even have any like, like services that I offered or anything like that. But like I said, it was once I, once I did that event and people started saying, oh, like, can you help me with marketing my event? Cause they saw how I marketed my event. So you know, that then became like a part of the services that I offered. So
0: So, marketing and an event planning. Correct. You them both.
1: Yeah, so yeah. like I I knew that I loved the event planning from doing my event, but the thing that people were asking me about or asking me more so for was helping them to market their events. So then, yeah. So then that's really like where I started with more so doing like event marketing, um, you know, social media marketing for events, like bringing out influencers to events. Um, And then I had to say, listen, like my original thing was always event planning and event management. And so I had to always kind of keep that at the forefront. And at some point I was like, all right, I got to segue back to where I wanted to um, I oh, just thought- were you
0: not enjoying the marketing. Correct,
1: part? correct. Yeah, I felt like it, it. It was a lot, and there were times where I just felt like I was I was burnt out, and I feel like you, you know, you want to do things that you, you sure feel. That marketing bad. is what burnt you out, and not <laughs> the planning. Because planners, planners are like,
0: yeah. marketers are like, okay, it's done.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. But but that's the thing. That's why everybody is unique. And, you know, th- there's yep, something yep, for yep. everyone. And I still love marketing. And I love coming up with like marketing ideas and things like that. But in terms of like the execution part of the marketing campaign, um, like in terms of like the digital part of it, or, you know, like the PR part of it, like that's the part that I decided to kind of move away from, but it's still marketing with the events. Right. So it's, it's, so like we were talking about, it's still, if the event still becomes like a, a you marketing your business or you um, building your brand. And so I always took that approach to it. You know, I never thought about events as anything else. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a celebration for me. It wasn't just to have fun because I saw like how I started and I saw like what the, the impact was from that. So I'm like, no, this this is what if you're gonna do an event for your business, this is the direction or the thought process that you need to be having is how can it market my business? Cause you you're spending money. Like you don't wanna spend that money and not have it, you know, yield some sort of return. Um and how can it, you know, really build my brand. So yeah, I think I answered the question. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it it was in there. It was in there. We just talked about a whole lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so in your journey so far, what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Is there any like advice that you would give to like the listeners based on that experience? Um, in terms of
1: challenges, in terms of challenges working on events or okay. Um I I feel like there's always
0: building a business.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um for sure. There's always challenges with events, right? It's like I I have yet to work on an event where it went, you know, exactly 100%. according to right according to plan. Um, so you can plan as much as so you, you got, want.
0: You have to plan for the things that you can't plan. Correct, correct. If something happens that we didn't plan for, what do we do?
1: Exactly. Like so. So recently, um, I did an event last month. We did an event um it it was supposed to the the reception or the mixer was supposed to be in this beautiful you know like spanish courtyard right check the weather everything looked good and then you know all
0: right <laughs> check the weather check the weather it looks it and looks all good. listen all, all i knew was Girl, this is this is in South Florida. In South Florida, that's immediately what I thought. Anyway, continue. Let me let me let
1: you get to the punchline. Right. Okay. So then, so yeah, the mixer is supposed to be outside, and then after the mixer, you go inside. You know, to the the hall, and that's where you know all the the event um, activities happen. Right. Within like ten minutes of the mixer starting, all of a sudden I start seeing these like heavy drops of rain. Like not even like a little trickle. <laughs> Is what you said. It's a heavy drop. Heavy. It's like a, it's like it slaps you on the back, right? right. <laughs> it's right. not. You know how sometimes when it starts raining, it's like a little a little teeter teetering down, and then you're like, okay, gotta get prepared. You know, it's like, plop, plop, and then all of a sudden, like it's this like literal like torrential downpour. Like the 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 whole garden area was like just started to like flood out and we're running around like moving the tables because we had a cocktail tables out there there was a violinist playing and yes and he has his speakers and his box out there you know so yeah so now we have to be you know moving around things like shifting things like you know repositioning people but still wanting them to have a good experience (laughs) right but having to deal with this so I feel like Events are always gonna be challenges, but it's just a matter of you you just gotta be like quick with with making changes or intuitive with making changes. Like in, in my mind, I always think like everything is figure outable, you know. Yeah. Like even if if something happens last minute, I'm always like everything is figure outable because maybe it's not figure outable in how so you know whomever you're working with wants it to work out you know, or, um, how you might really want it to work out, but everything is, is, so if you take that approach and it it becomes like, all right, you know, what is the quick thinking thing that I could do right now to kind of, um, change that situation. So yeah, I think just being quick on your feet, um, (laughs) being intuitive with what is the, 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 the thing, the next step to take. Um, and then like just being calm like one of the things that my clients always say about me they're like you're so calm you know and you're so graceful and I take it as such a huge compliment right
0: I feel like that's I feel that's like an actual I feel that's like a requirement (laughs) of like an event planner because there's always so many things going on like if you are not able to just be like then everybody else is going to feed off of the
1: exactly I
0: I feel like sorry I'm horrible because I'm like I'm doing like all the gestures and the people (laughs) listening and watching the video cannot understand what the heck is going on but like it's like okay well you have to be tranquil and then if you aren't people are feeding off of your craziness and and your toxicity and your like anger and frustration and anxiety and then it permeates the entire team which is not good for like the quality of the event I agree, um, like customer agree. service oriented
1: things. So yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, no. So like, I like I've worked with clients that are like, I you know, so, because sometimes where when the the it's hits upon hits upon hits, it's like as much as you want to remain calm, you're you're a human being, you know. So yeah, somebody comes up is. to you <laughs> in the middle of that, and they're asking you some ridiculous question, like you're, you you might feel like you want to yeah. snap. Yeah. But you know what?
0: There's also being conscious, right? Like yes. being conscious of your surroundings, being conscious of, um, who, what, when, where, and knowing exactly. how to mitigate those emotions. Cause it, it sucks, right? Like it sucks having to do that, but mm-hmm. like, it might mean if you're having a moment, it might be the time to walk outside the venue and scream and come back.
1: Correct. Correct. Or you go inside the bathroom and you're like, "Listen, I'm taking I'm taking a breather because I have done that, (laughs) you
0: know. Like I go inside
1: the bathroom. Why have you been in a porta potty for so long? Like that's how bad it is. You're in a porta potty. (laughs) Listen, listen. You have to do what you need to do in order for you to um, do what you need to do effectively, right? Because if the moment you start freaking out, then you're you're and, and then the psychology part of it, right? It's like once you start freaking out, it just becomes like this, this cycle that you can't even make effective decisions anymore because all you're thinking about is the problem. 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 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So earlier you were talking about um, the importance of fun, right? Even like right Mm -hmm. now we're talking about just like emotional, like emotional temperament, but then also like emotional engagement in events. Um, Could you share some examples where you've managed to incorporate these elements in innovative ways to event programming and how they contributed to the overall success of the event?
1: Um, I'm thinking more in, in terms of innovative ways, I, I can't necessarily think of anything that I've done that's necessarily like innovative per se. And I guess wh- whenever I think about the, and maybe I'm overthinking the word innovative, right? <laughs> whenever I think about innovative, I think about like this huge, like, um, different thing that might be technology related. Um, but what I will say is that, um, I think that at the 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 heart of it, you always want p- to figure out ways for people to to connect or engage with each other, uh, because regardless of whatever your event promise is, right? It's like your the I always feel like like your blessings come. through is always going to come through people, right? So if you don't allow for the space where people can actually connect, they're not just like sitting down or or learning something or, you know, watching the programming, like, you know, actually allow for ways for people to connect, then you're not going to get the full effect of what the event could be. So for example, um, one of the events that we uh, worked on with uh, one of my clients is, hers is more so um, an event for people who are, on the journey of pivoting or like shifting their business. And so the, she has a quiz where you can kind of figure out like what is your pivot type, right? And then there's three different types of, 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 of your pivot type. And then, so what we thought about is how can we get people who are similar pivot types to then connect with each other so they could talk about like, what are some of the, 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 the emotional Um, processes or what are some of the challenges that their experiences and so experiencing um, and so that would be like a point of connection for them Um, so we had um, like bands so each person would kind of be able to identify people by pivot types to allow for them to be able to connect with each other Um, we've done you know um, for example like just thinking about one of our clients where like one of the things that was important for them was you know they want People to feel inspired, inspired to take action. So we did um, these cue cards. So the the original idea <laughs> was, you know, that um, it's the organization's name, and these are these inspirational cards. So as you come in, you could kind of write an inspirational message, um, and then somebody else will come in and they they p- pick out that inspirational message. So it's 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 becomes this like co-creating inspirational, like fishbowl, right? It didn't work out like that. So, but we ended up having that where people could come in, they pick an inspirational card um, and we ended up, you know, just kind of putting a motivational or inspirational message message on the card. So maybe you're having a rough day, you know, you come in, you get that card, you get that inspiration. So I think like little things like that, it might not necessarily be a huge thing or um, or a big thing, but- It might you know, be the thing that impact. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, and then we've done, you know, just even um, roundtable discussions and conversations. I think like a lot of times we might, you know, when you curate curate the conversation so that people are talking about the very thing that might be important to your brand, um, then it becomes a situation where your attendees are now helping you you know, solve a particular problem or, or helping you think through what the future of the business business organization could be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I love that. So before I let you go, this is my very last question. Okay. I've loved our chat. It's been pretty cool. Um, we definitely talked about all kinds of things, but one thing I want you to share is what's one event you think that every event professional should attend to sharpen their skills, whether it's an event to observe or an event to learn or an event to share, like one event. It doesn't have, it can be anywhere.
1: Um, so one of the events that I wanted to go to, which I haven't, but next year I'm making sure that I put that on my list is experiential marketing event. Um, So I, I just love, yeah, experiential uh, marketing. Um, So, so yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I think they had it in Vegas this year. And I'm like, you know what? I need to make I sure love, I get a relationship with Vegas.
0: <laughs> whenever I go to Vegas, because whenever I go to Vegas, I leave like a lizard. My skin is dry. I have at least one asthma attack because I can't. Oh,
1: breathe. I like okay.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> Not like good. Pulling
0: from, like pulling for my inhaler like a crazy person. Um, but a lot of events happen in Vegas. Like yeah, I, I've, I've never
1: been in just- I've never, never not, 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 not even on a personal space. trip <laughs> oh gosh
0: so not just in like the event space but just like there's like Vegas is a convention conference mm-hmm. town so mm-hmm. I have a whole bunch of conferences there but like only when it's required mm-hmm. um, there are two conferences happening there this year that I'm actually going to go to event conferences <sighs> but I'm dreading it I'm not gonna lie
1: I, I feel you. I feel, yeah, I haven't been, but yeah, that's one of the things I'm like, all right, I need to, because you know what it is. I think with co- with COVID, I had my whole thing. All right, I'm going to start, you know, going to a lot more conferences, out of, you know, town conferences and things like that. And then, you know, we got shut down and then you just become, well, let me speak for myself. <laughs> I've become so like housebound. Like I have oh, to honey, be you? intentional you? about actually going out. You?
0: confuse me and they think that i like being outside baby this right here is my playground okay i can be in this room this very room for
1: a whole week and not notice trust me i'm the same way and be really the same happy way. about it but the funny thing is that whenever I go on your social media, you're always traveling. You're somewhere. You're, you're out and about. So, 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 so. It's but that doesn't memory. mean that I would not prefer mm-hmm.
0: right here. And, I feel and you. So, and maybe, so COVID did condition me to really love it, actually, because I used to feel like I had to always be out and about. Exactly. Because exactly. COVID, I'm like, bro, my happiest life when I was at home in isolation, which doesn't work really. for a lot of people, because like, but. This is where, like, I can really and truly acknowledge I am truly an introvert. Yeah. I would prefer to be locked in my room for an extended period of time, just working heads down.
1: That's exactly being right. out
0: at dinners, meetings, conferences. Like, hit me when yeah. hit me when it's over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an introvert too, and so it's like you know, exp- e- even when I think about my weekend plans, right? It's like if if somebody is like, oh, you want to go somewhere Friday, and then it's something as a Saturday, and there's some something else on Sunday. I'm like okay. I can either go to one or two of those things. I can't go to three. So you know? I'm
0: raggedy. If I typically, if I commit, I'm there. Yes. However, I have been learning
1: mm-hmm. sometimes,
0: even if I committed. <laughs> if my body says stay home, baby,
1: that's exactly it. That's exactly it. it I might know your be body time to
0: stay home
1: anyway. Yes. I'm not I mean, no. That's right. but but, but to that point, yeah, I but to I was add sign point up and you were like uh, uh-huh.
0: okay
1: go <laughs> no, ahead. no to that point I wanted to add like that's why it's so important for you to let people know like what they can expect at your event and really have a strong event promise because why should I get up out of my bed especially if I'm an introvert and I love staying at home you know get up. Rearrange whatever I need to rearrange. Take a shower, get dressed, and drive thirty minutes, half an hour, or travel cross country, right? Without me feeling like, all right, I'm definitely about to get exactly what it is that I want or I need. So, the
0: introvert part, you now, you now, you in my bank account. I (laughs) got, I got to pay for
1: hotels. Exactly. I I have
0: to iron clothes. Listen,
1: girl, and pack. I'm like one of those people I who I, have I, two I two packed like 30 minutes before.
0: <laughs> I still have two suitcases that need to be half. So one of them is halfway empty and the other one is not empty at all. I emptied the two, like the two, the carry-on and like the carry-on like duffel. But like, I still have the big suitcase to empty and half of the medium suitcase. It's a struggle.
1: Yes. Yes. Trust me. I get it. <laughs> I get it. So yes, um, that's how I feel. I'm like, I, I need to really know what I'm about to get before I really make this trek outside my house, unless it's my friends. And even then I'm still considering whether or not I want to go to that dinner, that party or that, whatever the case may be. COVID (laughs) changed me. COVID changed me. I probably did a lot of people.
0: It's funny because see, look, I was trying to sign off and you got me talking again. (laughs) Um, This part is not a COVID thing. This part is like a daddy died brother died thing well, I feel like one of the things like you would think they would be different you think that I would want to spend more time with people mm-hmm. but one of the things I remember on the last trip me and my grandma my me my grandpa my grandma my mother we took on the other side of the island went to Montego Bay and I was working and I was annoyed with everybody because I was on this trip and I wanted to just work and then I was like okay I'm just gonna stop working and just spend time with them the guy I was dating at the time was like you love your grandparents so much, if anything ever happens to them, you'd be pissed that you didn't spend time with them. And I closed mm-hmm. the laptop, glad I did because that was the last trip we ever took together. Mm. But on that same trip, my grandfather said to me, You know what you have to do, and you know what you want to do. So you can't let anybody else determine how you spend your time. So you're over here upset that we won't be quiet because you're on a meeting because I was like literally on a conference call, and there's only one mm. place in the Airbnb you could get Wi Fi, and it was where everybody was. No? <laughs> And they were like like laughing loud. Well, they were having a grand time, and I was just miserable, like annoyed talking to the person, making all the excuses. Uh Um, But that was the thing where I was just like, wait, regardless of whatever commitments I've made to my friends, as much as I love them,
1: Uh what
0: about the commitments I've made to myself?
1: That's like which one do
0: I have to actually put on the back burner sometimes? And it can't keep being me. I yeah. have to choose me, just like how I would expect them to choose them, right? right. So I don't hold it against anybody, and I and I and I, I decided to lean into it. So staying at home sometimes, call, saying I can't make that event, it just it just good for
1: you, good for be. you, because it, that it, it's hard sometimes, you know, to, yeah. to say no, um, well, especially these people that you love. love. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? or you're and you are really, not care about, you want them to be yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah.
0: And even, oh gosh, even I went to one of my friends' weddings and I just did not want to go. And not because I didn't want to see them married. Like I wasn't feeling well. I was tired. I had worked a lot. And I had to get on a plane from Jamaica all the way. To, I was like, I don't. I don't want to be here. And again, not because I didn't want to see them get married. I was just like, I am done. I am spent. Yeah,
1: yeah I was just going to say that's the word I was going to use. Cause I know, I know that feeling of like literal, like exhaustion. It's like, if I, it, I don't have much uh, uh energy to, to do something else, to yeah. move, you know what I mean? So I totally get it. So um, essentially what I heard here is protect yourself, protect your energy. <laughs> Take care of yourself.
0: All <laughs> you know? the, for all the event professionals out there that
1: are possibly
0: suffering or on their way to burnout, protect your energy, protect
1: You your- have to, you have to, and honor yourself and, and, and know when you've kind of crossed that threshold. Is a
0: psychology degree? <laughs> Is that you're in
1: here? Listen, <laughs> you, you just never know what you're going to get, right? <laughs> I'm going to invite them to all come in and lay on my couch, <laughs> metaphorically. Good.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Natasha. Now we're, we're really signing off now, really signing <laughs> off. Um, thank you for your time and I will see you on the interwebs.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is a fun conversation and I really appreciate it. So- it is my pleasure.
0: And that's a wrap for this episode of Aventus 365. We hope you enjoyed listening and learning something new today. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to help event professionals discover us. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And sign up for our newsletter for behind-the-scenes content and updates on upcoming events. If you have any suggestions for future topics or guests, or just want to say hello, you can reach us at info at eventis365.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Aventus 365.